What's up, Cracking Aces listeners? You can find every episode on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. For us, golf is simple. It's a chance to get out and have some fun with our friends. But inevitably, little things have a way of ruining it. The group ahead is taking forever. You can't find the fairway with a map. And the Bev cart is nowhere to be found. And the best way to make a bad day better is Fireball Whiskey. You get their nips, the little shooters. They are great. Makes a bad day way, way, way better. Make sure to grab the new Fireball Birdie Shot Club. It's literally a golf club filled with Fireball nips. Put it in your bag. It'll fit right in that side pocket. Drink Fireball nips and have a great time on the golf course. Hell of a lineup in here, though. Hell of Jake a lineup. and Charter. Yeah, it's like three against two. If it was like a handicap match. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm. it's more two against three. But <laughs> Yeah, wait, which side would you put yourself on? The pro side or the amateur side? I'd say the amateur side. I haven't been a pro poker player since like 2014. You, you, need, <laughs> you need it to uh, support, I, support these other two. Yeah, I disagree. I think you should be a part of the pro side. I mean, I guess I was a pro for three months last year during COVID. But and how'd that go? Pretty good. I mean, I, you know, I hit a score online for 14K at the beginning. Let's go. That, that, but then I didn't hit anything near that after. But at least, I mean, my rent was paid. So that seems like a positive. But on our uh, first Barstool Twitch night, uh, I think everyone was pretty even throughout the entire game. And then uh, Ben Mintz, ended up with what? Quadruple. Anybody else? Sextuple, maybe? What, last week? Yeah. Yeah. Wow, what a beast. It was, was, I mean. So what was it? Just like a, I, I, like a it, faux cash game? Yeah, uh, put in quotes. Like yeah. everyone started with what? Nate, two thousand, two thousand chips. Playing ten twenty. Yeah, Ben oh, Men ended deep. up oh, with playing pretty deep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you are just gonna do like a sit and go. No, so we can do those. Mm. We'll do those in the future. That'll be really. It was fun. really fun though. The Twitch yeah. format. You know, obviously the first time we did it, you figured there would be some kinks. You know, we're trying out something, and you know, we it took a little bit to get everybody on, but. The dynamic I loved that was different than online was all our faces and talking. Yeah. It, it felt like you were at a live table, yeah. and it just I, I, that and the software is really smooth. I mean, I, I it's very good. We're going to take advantage of it. Ryan Reese joined World Series of Poker main event. Awesome winner. Kind of pushed people around. Wasn't too happy about that, but other than that, good times. <laughs> but with some switch streamers. Cool. So we'll be doing that every week. But Ben Mintz ended up with what, sixteen k? Yeah, That's but I nice. cool I cool would Reese like real bad. Aces, Dace, <laughs> King on a king eye flop at the end to get a bunch and. That'll do that, it. I mean, that was mm-hmm. kind of, you know, I mean, that, that wasn't my skill. Yeah, but, but this is, uh, what, episode 92 right? of the Craig Nations podcast. I'm Nate. That's Smitty, Ben Mintz, Jake Tool, and we have a live special guest in studio. We've had you on the show before. Briefly. Way back in the day. You talked about the hand at WSOP Europe with you versus what, Andy? <laughs> Andy Black. So that's Christian Harder. Yeah. Christian, you're up here, what, grinding WSOPs in Hoboken? Yeah, just hanging out with the boys, hanging out with Jake, Greg Marston, some other people, grinding. Wow. How about you just mm. not naming some other people? It's kind of messed up. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I guess I have to go down the list. Nah. Orson? Yeah, Orson Young, sure. He just had a good score. Oh, yeah, in, yeah, in, he, uh, in win, yeah. He went deep in the win 10K. What did he finish? 30th or something? Oh, uh, yeah. I thought he, like, final tabled. Uh, no, definitely not. So I would have known that. You're up here. You you were on the show two years ago at this point talking about that hand, uh, which we should play back. We'll have to like retweet it onto the Twitter. It's one of my favorite. I would say that's one of the more popular like televised hands of all time. I wouldn't go that far. I think that's a little uh, a little much. But I mean, in terms of like how, how ridiculous it was for, for my call down, I think it was. You know. Do you want to walk through the hand real quick? Uh, yeah, we can do a quick rundown. But basically, it's like the very end of the day of World Series Europe. Day one, we're in London. Um, it's, I think it's the last hand or second last hand of the day. And I raised the cutoff with eight, six off. Um, 
I only did it because it was like the last night of the day type situation where everyone like literally has bags in their mm-hmm. hands. Uh, Andy Black, who's this like legendary Irish poker player who's been around forever, calls uh, Min the Master, another legendary uh, <laughs> poker player, calls the, the small blind. Big blind folds. Uh, it comes 843 rainbow. Actually, sorry, 843 with a flush draw. Uh, Min the Master checks. I bet. Andy raises. And this is where it gets crazy. Uh, Min the Master just folds 3-4, bottom two, 3-4 suited. <laughs> what? Yeah. Last hand of the day. This, this is exactly... Just want to get re- the fuck out of I there. I mean, this is the reason I raised pre-flop, He'd been, right? been boozing real heavy, I'm yeah, sure, at that yeah, point. Yeah, he had a couple of Coronas in him. Uh, so that's this is the whole reason I raised it, you know, the last hand of the day or whatever. And I and I just... Andy's always up to no good. And I, I could just feel it coming. And I and I called, and the turn was... Turn was a, turn was a 9 or a 10, and I check-called again. And the river was either a 9 or a 10, you know, in... Bringing the flop flush, flop flush. So it was eight, three, eight, three, four, nine, ten, and and the front door. You know the flush gets there, and I check and he moves in, and I just, I don't know. I just had enough. I just had enough. I was just like, this guy's bluffing. It's not a call. It's not a call I'd make today, probably, because I try to at least like be somewhat cognizant of like range type situation. But I was just like, screw this guy. It's still an screw this guy. Uh, Do you think he had the same mindset as you? It's like. This guy will fold because he wants to get the fuck out of here. Yeah, no, I think he did. did yeah, and, I, and he doesn't give he doesn't give a fuck. And what what did he have again? He had a seven off with a spade. Yeah. So, uh, so he had the nut block, the nut flush box. I forget which I think, spade. I yeah. think so. It just made you look like a fucking genius. Yeah. 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 For sure. It was. You didn't <laughs> even really tank that heavy. Yeah, I did though. I think the you know, oh, I think they, they cut, cut out okay. the editing. They cut it out. I, you know, it was so long ago, man. That was freaking. I don't even know what was year that, that was. 2009? 10? <laughs> I was so old. It, it was a decade ago. For it sure. It was for oh, sure. Yeah. At least a decade ago. Yeah. 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 And so that w- doubled you up second to last hand of the uh, day one. Day one, yeah. But I you think, went top 10 in chips for sure? Yeah, I think so. I got like, I think I got like 27th for like 30K ah. in it or whatever, but it is what it is. That's See, welcome to tournament poker. And, and that's the pro poker mentality right there. Just trying to get chips when you can. Meanwhile, me, the pussy I am, I'm not saying I would fold three four offsuit if i just wanted to get the fuck out of there but i cannot imagine getting cored in that situation after right. playing all day and all day well and just have to walk so home with you, my dick yeah, but i i had a similar spot to that where i was playing like an mgm 1k and uh it was final level of the night and uh, uh you could re-enter i think the next morning before day two started at noon or whatever. And so a guy kept open shoving, open shoving, open shoving, like three straight hands to either try to double up or go home. And I think like third, we were counting down the hands. And I think maybe third to last hand, fifth to last hand, whatever. I had pocket sevens and he open shoves maybe under the gun, under the gun plus one. And I'm just like, you know, I haven't, I haven't easily covered, but not by maybe by, I probably had like 40 bigs. And I think he was just open shoving like 20, 25 bigs. And I folded the sevens just like I'd rather come back for day two than even like just be put in a situation where I played for 13 hours today. And now this guy's like open shoving. So I felt like a big pussy because he flipped over like ace two of diamonds. Someone else called him with like some I don't someone else caught him with like something marginal and won. But I would have won the hand. I would have tripled up, you know, so to speak. And I felt like a huge pussy after that. It's a weird dynamic at the end of the day because some people are like worried about making the next day. And some people are just like the hell with it. I'm over. And so it's hard for you to know that. Yeah, but it was an even weirder dynamic because you could re-enter the next morning, and that's what that guy wanted to do. Yeah, and I was not going to re-enter the next morning, no matter what. Like I, even if I lost, like I was going to go home. So I wanted to make day two because I had you know barely any money to my name. You probably probably made 
the right fold. Did you have chips? Like, how much was the shove for? Was it a lot of big wines? I want to say 20, he was 25. shoving like 20 to 25, and I probably had like 40 or so. So, like, I had him covered, but I was just like so demoralized. Did you have how many people were behind you? He shoved that early position? I, I had to be mid position. There was a few nah, people behind me. I mean, yeah. you got a few. Seconds, Whatever. That's strong. Yeah. It was just the fact that he had shoved like three hands in a row at that point, where it's like, woo, this could be a spot where I could collect easy chips by reshoving or isoing, and I just didn't. I was, I tucked my tail and I made, I bagged up and, I always think about that hand because I let's say the other guy would have fucked it and he probably wouldn't have. I can't even remember what the guy ended up calling with who ended up calling. Probably could never call though. Yeah, that's Unless not he had, like yeah. Ace King. Balls. Right, right. I don't think it was. But uh, I always think about that, like what could have been in that tournament if I would have called there. But you can say that all the time, right? Like, do you ever think back, Christian or Jake? Like, man, that was a spot that I could have taken would have changed everything about a tournament. Like one specific spot sticks out or no. I, I do. And it's, I'm going to age myself again. This is going to get 2009 uh, WPT championship final table uh, where I had I had Queens. Uh, I, you know, it's a 25K buy. It's the biggest tournament. It's, not my, it's still my biggest score getting fourth in a huge tournament, like two million for first with like five left. I like I I bet uh, Queens on an ace 10 low low board or whatever on the turn. And this like crazy dude just shoved for like a lot. I tanked forever. And it ended up folding. And then and then we look back on the broadcast because it's a TV final table and he has queen 10 off. Oh, so he just had two oh outs God. dead. And I probably just like get second pretty often for like 700K more. But I just call there. And I'm just like, I remember in the spot thinking forever. I thought forever in that situation. And I was like, and I am folding. So when I saw it, I like literally had a panic attack. I was just like, oh, he, just like kill me. You find out That's that night pain. or you had no, a like six months later, even then it was still like he wouldn't tell you. I don't know. I guess I didn't ask, or I don't. I don't remember. But probably better that you didn't ask. <laughs> yeah, that that's tough. That's the only hand. I, besides that, I really don't have like a, that. But that hand sticks out. I mean, that must be nice. You play so well that you have like no regrets about. No, I I make million mistakes every day. We all do. Yeah, I, I have one that really stands out too. Uh, I was like chip leader of the World Series New Orleans main event in thirteen with fourteen left, and me and this guy Big Slim, who's from South, we have a ton of history. And we were on the FT bubble with either 10 or 11 left. And I had no reason to overplay or risk it with ace-jack suited. And I just like got to this just, you know, I did the old it's five-handed against the guy that I have a lot of history with. But like I had a big chip lead. There was no reason for it. And I ran ace-jack suited and ace-queen and I ended up getting like eighth in it. And it got chopped four ways for over 100K each like Dan Wyman and people. And, you know, there, there was just ICM-wise, it was like suicide. You know, like heat of the moment. It's like it's so easy to overvalue hands, especially you've got history and dynamic. But when you take a step back, you're like, that was literally the stupidest. I mean, I guess that's me at the main event when I played it. We talk about that all the time (laughs) when I could have gone to the pool, gotten, you know, a haircut, done my taxes and just like skipped my way. What's the the one hand? Oh, you mean the 100 hands? Yeah, no, the the one hand is I had whatever, 600,000 chips and I the board literally was like king queen queen king ace ace king like just the most connected board of all time and i fire fired fired no fire fired and then check raised like 50 percent of my stack on the river and got shoved on by this like four foot nine 37 Did you have pound. like fours turning into a ball oh, for my brother i couldn't even tell you what two cards i had <laughs> I, I was just pretending everything was aces at that point and i swear this asian lady was 37 pounds like the tiniest human being i've ever seen at a poker table and she just like snap shoved on my check raise and i 
I, she had to have quads. Like I, it was, it was yeah, probably the only hand she played. It was insane. And uh, I, so that's one big regret of a hand. And then the other time was the first time I final tabled anything. I came in one out of nine and I finished in like seventh because I played every hand aggressively instead of playing. <laughs> <laughs> it's more fun, man, but it, it, it really it doesn't, it, it's not good for the bank account. I'll tell you that. I mean, another all playing to win the main, the two hour levels thing. Just if you're playing every, it, that thing's a bear in the main. Like it's like the go, go, go. I mean, it's the right move to ramp it up at soft tables, especially. But if you, you, you hit that kind of a gas level, there's going to be some kind of blow up at it's some a, point because there's just so many hands. Yeah. The main's a marathon, man. I think it's really long. Is. Yep. I mean, it is, but that's why you can play so many hands because sort every, of. It's kind of like well, a, it's, it's gotta, a weird, yeah, it's yeah. all adjusting. Yeah, you got to know when to. When to uh, ramp it up and when to. What what did y'all think about the World Series? The big news this week of moving to the strip. I'm real curious to hear what y'all think about that. Uh, I I think it just depends on like it seems like the space itself will be great, but it just depends on the parking and how much of a pain. So they did. There. Chad but Holloway I, just showed like there's a huge parking lot behind Paris that nobody even knew existed. And there's a road, a, a back. Road there's like a secret back it. road. Yeah, yeah that'll yeah. take well, you there. I so thought it should, someone it should be good. I thought someone said it, but that was like employee parking. And they, I, you know, the f- first thing I thought is logistically because like the Rio gets a lot of shit. But actually just like getting there, like the the dry, like the parking situation and just getting there is so easy. Yeah. Compared to like the strip can be a nightmare. Right. You ever taken a taxi from like. It could be is a nightmare. Yeah. Like from the wind to the Aria, it can just take a half an hour sometimes. Right. Like, Like if you're coming from the west, even if you're like literally directly on the strip on the west side or whether you're like further west crossing over to the east side is horrible. I'll say this. It'll be really cool. For people like for out of towners like me who stay in a hotel, yeah, it's bad for pros who get a house and have to drive in every single day. But if you stay on the strip and you just like fly in for like the one Ks or whatever, and you're an amateur, I think it can't be better. Having WSP on the strip will attract true. more people. That's a good well. point. That's a great yeah, point. You're totally right about that's that. Fair. So you're totally right. Yeah, and people, I think it's people just, will be there. They'll see like a. You know, thousand dollar tournament. And yeah, right next to where they're staying, and I feel like people might punt there. even more too on the strip. Like hell with this, I want to go party. That, you know? I think the whole idea of it right. being on the strip is so like the back, like it's Las Vegas Strip. The Rio is just you know in a parking lot somewhere. Like nobody wants to go to the Rio. It, That's true. I'm yeah. no one ever goes to the Rio. <laughs> the Rio I mean, is unless gross, you go yeah. to play the World Series. Right. <laughs> and now the rumor is that they're going to blow it up and turn into the baseball stadium. Right? They've had all these rumors for like. I want to say five over five years. Who knows? But yeah, many you like it on the strip for sure. Or that might be like the demon for you. No, no. <laughs> no, if I'm playing, I'm fine because I know I'm concentrated. I'm all in. That's all I'm doing. It's a second I bust out. I got to get the fuck out of Vegas. <laughs> that's it. I, I can't. I can't physically stay. And the last time, like it was what, July 4th. Yeah, I literally busted out in the first hour. No flights out. I was probably the drunkest I've ever been. I, I, just, I, I, I recall you. Where do we go? I recall we we because I don't know where do we go. <laughs> we went to some. Oh, O'Shea's? oh no! O'Shea's? I no. We went. I'm, I'm not I'm even sure. O'Shea's was a stop. I'm not going to say the name of the place we went because they treated us poorly and they kicked us out of the bar when we like had just ordered food. We had just ordered all sorts of appetizers and beers, and they're like, "You have five minutes to finish." Oh, that. that's right, because it was an outdoor spot, and we yeah. was like overlooking the fireworks, and people reserved like spots yeah. all night. But they didn't tell us that before we uh, yeah. ordered like two hundred dollars worth of appetizers. Did you so, still have to pay for your food? Oh yeah. Oh. So fuck that place. I'm not going to say the name of it. 
It was a lovely place, though. Delicious beers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sounds like it. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, I'm, I'm okay on the strip as long as I'm playing, as long as, like, the... I mean, the wife doesn't come out. The wife came out one time uh, and I was like, oh, we have the, like, the sponsored thing. We're going to be playing poker. Like, just let you know, like, you know, it's long. It's going to be like eight to ten hours a day. She's like, oh, yeah, I'll find something to do. Don't worry. <laughs> day two. Swear I got 20 minutes in the level one. I'm bored. What are we doing? <laughs> yeah, are, you, are, you, are you done yet? Yeah, you done yet. <laughs> I love her to death, but it's like, I can't play under these conditions. I got seven more hours. What's going on? I was out the next round. Had a good week, though. Fun. Happy wife. So happy life. Oh, you gotta, you gotta, you can't play under that pressure. Have you, have you discussed your uh, summer WSOP schedule with her yet? Uh, well, it'd be the fall. Which oh, I, sorry, sorry, yes, fall. Yes, yeah, it's instincts though. Yeah, I've been uh, been warming up to the idea, saying there's going to be a couple travel travel weekends. I'm already all in for the main event because the Eagles play that weekend in Vegas. Wow. Oh, so it's a win. I've been saying this is going to be such a tease being out there in the fall because it's going to be amazing. There's going to be and the weather. Oh, the weather. and it not Football being 130 degrees. Be so good. Yeah. And then we're going to inevitably have to go back next July. And what a trip. <laughs> Eagles and main event. Oh, uh, yeah. So wait, are the Eagles playing Their Halloween Vegas, Vegas, on Halloween, Halloween Sunday, right? Yep. yep. Oh, my God. Big week. And Big week. That's huge for you. Yeah, I'm trying to get my dad out there. It'd be a good time. Yeah, How outrageous awesome. are those tickets, though? I, you're probably, Raider, you're probably, there's no way I'm making it into the yeah. game. The, Raider, the Raiders tickets. It's like a main event behind. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what. We, <laughs> we, look, we looked this up not too long ago. So the Raiders, obviously, now in Vegas are like a destination for every away team to yeah. travel out there, have a weekend in Vegas, go see their team. Um, Washington's out there as well. So I was looking at all the tickets. The Eagles have the most expensive, like cheapest ticket out of every team that's out there. Yeah. Wait, most expensive. Uh, like the the, the get how do you how do get in the door? They get in the door. The most expensive. It's the most expensive. Yeah. Uh, Eagles, of, Eagles, Philly fans travel well. Halloween, very well. Well. especially to Vegas. You Halloween in Vegas, excuse. people are going to be yeah. to get out. But there, we're yeah. I'm a Ravens fan. They play. They play in Vegas too. <laughs> you're gonna you have go. to. You're gonna have oh, to go. Wow. Like it, it's. I can't imagine how fun it'll be. It sucks for the Raiders. Like they don't really have fans in Vegas. I assume, like maybe a few. Well, they probably love. It. Okay, but on that note, people said that about Vegas nights, and now these yeah. pe- now there's mm-hmm. crazy now. Maybe because they were good right away. I think. But a, their tickets were really ex- are still really expensive, and b they're all it's all Vegas people there, especially in the playoffs. It's ninety nine percent. I think it's Vegas a little fans. different because one football fans historically travel very well and will pay premiums to go to opposing stadiums because there's only no sixteen games. Yeah, or eight, no home game, eight home games, eight home games, and fair. so. The eight home games, even if they the Raiders fans do buy the tickets, if you look at those ticket prices, they might be like, you know what, not worth it. I'll get, you know, three X my money on these tickets and call it a day. So I, I understand. I, I just think football is a little different in that regard compared to hockey. How how wild will Halloween be in Vegas during the WSOP? Does this I mean, this has to it's have wild. potential, right? I guess pretty wild. So, our, yeah, our, you're gonna have those douchebags dressing all up in costumes. Yeah, I'm gonna be one of too. them, of course. Yeah, no, I'm but, definitely but, gonna be one. No, no, no. That Mad Mint's doing that's fine, but people coming in and full like scream masks playing at the table. People are gonna try to do it. Oh, yeah, for, yeah, sure, yeah, for, for sure, for sure, for sure. Can you do uh, that? I hope not. Yeah, Mer- Merson won the main event on Halloween. They had like an October uh, October nine or whatever. I'm pretty sure he won on Halloween night. We went out after. Do you have a piece That's of awesome. that? 
I did. Ah, Jake didn't, though. No, he didn't. He sure didn't. <laughs> Jake sure didn't. Jake, Greg literally brought that up at dinner yesterday. I thought he brings it up. <laughs> and then yeah, they, that, that gets brought up a lot. <laughs> Greg, like, it's definitely been brought up on this podcast probably like maybe, five times. Maybe because Jake stacked Greg like three times yesterday. So when we had dinner all together. Uh, yeah, I got to get my, my equity somehow. Greg had to bring it up. So that brings up what Smitty wanted to talk about on today's show. is He's been grinding, as you guys know, in Pennsylvania. And... He he texted me uh, two nights ago, three nights ago. Well, texted like, the Cracking Aces group. Yeah. Yeah. And said, sign like to the extent of heads up is impossible or like playing heads up is really hard. Uh, I, I can't remember exactly what you said. Yeah. So I was playing in a tournament a Sunday uh, final, essentially in PEA. Uh, you can look it up if you want. Uh, not sure if we're allowed to say it. Uh, final table. Uh, was me uh, against uh, Dave Portnoy was the screen name. Ironically. Can't get away no, from him. Can't, no get, away. Away. can't no get away way. from him. It quite literally <laughs> was. Yeah, quite literally. So oh you can God. look up all the info through that. And uh, I ended up coming second. Um, Let's you go. Play, Wait, what's your screen name? Yeah, I was with us. He won't say. Yeah, yeah I, I don't want Water under the bridge. Like, yeah, it's all right. I just don't want to talk about, you know, non-pent properties. You know how okay, it is. Okay. Uh, but, you know, I played well the entire t- tournament. Ten people left. Started with like 170-something. Ten people left. Got a nice little coin flip. Queens against Ace King. It's always nice when you win those. Obviously, you always remember the hates and the beats. Just remember the good ones once in a while. So that's one that I'll remember. And then you get down to uh, final two. And uh, blinds are something like 90,000, 45,000. And uh, I had 3.5 million. Uh, Dave Portnoy had like six million. <laughs> so what? We're, we're 35 big blinds to like 50, 60 or whatever. And I'm such a pussy heads up and I don't know how to play in a mental little person <laughs> that like for the hour that we played heads up. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. He's three betting the entire time. And I'm just like kind of waiting for the hand and folding. And then I get a hand. So I go down to like 25 bigs and go up to 35 40 but we're like that for an hour because we're so deep stacked and finally i have queens he has ace king we're all in pre-flop i lose that's how it ends but what if that didn't end we would just be going on forever like what the fuck do you do in that situation as a pro do you just grind it well go ahead no i was just saying if there's ever a time for a mindless aggression it's heads up so the less players at the table it's hard to get hands so even if the guy didn't know what he's doing, just raising a lot, especially shorthanded, like you're just going to end up like whittling your opponent down. So I would say even if you're not comfortable, just start ramping it up. Even if it's not something that you usually do, uh, the less players at the table, especially heads up, it's really freaking hard, as you know, probably mm-hmm. to get a get a good hand. So if your opponent isn't going to like want to play back, you should just go at him. So that's that's what else. so don't yeah, do what well, I did. Well, also, if you're, don't yes. be a if you're just like if you're just raising and folding every three bet, first of all, I don't. I don't know, like what hands you're folding to know if you're making bad folds or not. But I would essentially call, see the flop if I don't hit them out. Right, but, but then was, you can also so, start. You don't, but, once you're a sh- little shorter, especially heads up with it with an Annie, um, you can start limping too. That's that's also a uh, a way to kind of counteract if he's taking, let's say, like a more polarized approach where he's three betting like his very good hands, mm. where he wants to play an all in, and then taking his really bad hands and just three betting them because you're folding a lot. Um, and there's not really a whole lot you can do because you're just frankly not getting the right hands. Uh, you can start to limp where he can still put some pressure on you, but it's less, at, you know, at least you're, you can still see flops in position. Um, it's a decent way to counteract it. So um, don't be a pussy. 
I mean, I remember when you and I yeah, played I mean, Heads Up a few years ago, and you folded to. I watched when I watched it back. You folded to probably like eighty to ninety percent of my seabeds. Yeah, like, yeah my, my guess, so my guess, just based on like having seen you play very little, and I think I watched some of those. Those uh, heads up sitting. I, I folded kings ago. against you once with like an ace wasn't even on the board. <laughs> okay. Yeah, my, my guess is you're you're probably playing uh, like too a tight passive. Yeah. Yes. Like a pussy. Thank you. <laughs> I, I need to hear it. I need to hear like, it. No, so, but, I, but I but I actually I have no idea. Like we'd have to really see what you're folding, you know, what you're folding to see bets, like all, all, all that stuff. Like we'd also, really have to like look into the downside heads up is. Like if you do this and you fuck you fuck it off, you know when there's six people left, like you're gonna be thinking like, man, I could have got second, third. Right. If you get the worst you play, you get second, right? Like the yeah. worst. So yeah, there's, it, no, it, there's no ICM once yeah, you get heads exactly. Up. So there's sure. no um. So, so there's, there's no folding to a better play. The like, pressure's you're the winner, kind, you don't. Even though you're playing for the win, the pressure's actually kind of off when your heads up. Right. In, in that in that term. Right. Yeah. I have a question for y'all. So he was saying he was between 25 and 35 big blinds. At what point when like he gets three bet? Are you what point can you four bet fold still or are you four bet jamming like 25 blinds or less 35 40 like where is, is it spewy to four bet fold I think a lot definitely of definitely 25 yeah, um, yeah you got to show up well yeah I mean if you just think of like like geometrically how that would work like let's say you're min raising and it goes like two blinds seven five blinds six, six and a half blinds yeah. and then you can't really make it like no, you can't make it eleven. Well, I mean, and fold what's a number you can left. make, right? It's it's so like forty that, forty bonds. Then you can make it like eleven or twelve and fold the twenty eight. Still, or is that spewy too? No, I mean, at forty you could. That's I, definitely yeah, fine. I think, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I was just curious. <laughs> I mean, the truth is, is when when uh, when the stacks get a lot shallower, it's kind of like what I was saying before. Like, if you're playing someone that's reasonable, they're gonna they're actually gonna have like quite a few folds. So it's like. I mean, twenty-five blinds. Forget about it. You can't. You can't really. Yeah, you're four. You're four betting all in. Right, but like, you know, for example, like if you're playing like a cash game where you're hundred blinds deep or or more, uh, you can't really four bet to those small sizes with like completely garbage hands. Like, let's say, for example, like ace ace deuce off or something, because you're just not going to get. It's not going to fold. Your opponent's not going to fold enough, and then you're just playing a bloated pot with a terrible hand. Whereas, like in a tournament, they're just going to have so many pure folds. It doesn't even matter if it, it almost doesn't matter what your size is, because the way the tournament dynamics work is that it's just it's usually going to be an, an all in or a fold. Um, Make, makes sense because people aren't playing two and three hundred big blinds deep. So right, yeah, yeah, right. Like sense. for example, like like if you're thirty blinds deep, and you, it's it's pretty unlikely that, for example, like your opponent's going to three bet something like Jack 10 suited because yeah. when they get shoved on, they obviously can't call. I mean, they could, but they shouldn't call. And then it's a, just a disaster to yeah, get, turn it's that a hand disaster into a ball. To ha- it's yeah. a disaster to have to fold that. Yeah. Hand. So they, you're basically saying they're going to be three betting premiums and then air like right, kind of, right. and then playing value hands for value. Right. Okay, cool. The lane I want to ask, or actually I don't want to take Nate. Oh no, I was going to say, so Smitty, uh, we were talking about this before the show that you're in Pennsylvania and you can now win a bracelet. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. I'm kind of, kind of excited because one of the things we are approved to do here at Cracking Aces and at Barstool is uh, any pen property and as well as any World Series of Poker event. Now that WSOP is live in Pennsylvania, 
You calling your shot? What, what do you? What's you uh, what's the schedule? Like? Let me, you let me, fucking Ruth in thirty two. <laughs> Christ, there I'm are, like what? what do you mean? You're just fresh off a a, a second place. Uh, I am whatever Wally Pips like left nut is. <laughs> like I'm not even on a, the roster. There there are but eight. There's eight bracelet events starting on August eighth with a five hundred dollar kickoff, and then there's another five hundred dollar next day. Then the one that you're going to play, the 3200 uh, high roller on August 10th, the $400 six max, the seven, seven, seven lucky sevens, mm. the $400 PKO, the $600 monster stack, and then the $1,000 WSOP can do a PKO P P a yep. championship on August 15th. Now, is that co-assigned with any Jersey events? No, it'll be over. Nope. They end August 1st. So yeah. theoretically, you guys, yeah, a couple of you probably I, come I, over. I, okay. I think so the games be, will be hard be in Florida. So but- fuck. There'll be a yeah. I mean, yeah. I assume a bunch of people will okay. Because that's the there. one nice thing about PA now is there are really no sharks. There just isn't. The only like pros in town are essentially people who have like given up on life or like got married and like are stuck in like Philly, Pittsburgh. Or, I like that you're putting. Don't talk all about Joe McKeon like that. Pennsylvania yeah, right. in a box. Okay, well, I mean, but, but then again, yeah. Joe. Joe McKeon, if he needs to go to AC, he's going to go to AC to play in or or across the state line in Camden and play in the fucking New Jersey uh, World Series of Poker tournaments. He's not grinding what I was grinding on Sunday, 215. It wouldn't surprise me. He is the ultimate grinder. He's probably in like... He's probably in like every thirty rebuy and fifty dollar freeze out. Great if he's if he's around North, northeast <laughs> Philly freaking. I do think this trash is bags. the official end of like do bracelets matter anymore? I think this is like the nail in the coffin. They just need to do live and online like online ones. Just I, I, just I think this is like the well again. We're gonna you gotta distinguish shit. Like with the circuit, you had rings. It's different. They if, call these bracelet events. Yeah, well, get get a belt. Get an online belt. Just make it yeah, different something. than an I actual I need something bracelet. that, yeah, online doesn't need. I mean, but then that would be different. Right. Exactly. They would lose its quote-unquote prestige. prestigious. Yeah. I don't know. Do you, do you envision uh, an online bracelet is different than a live? Because I would value a live more than an online. Oh, uh, 100%. Yeah. yeah. But when they go to but, count them in the record but books. if I But if I win, like, let's say I were to win, win uh, an online bracelet. Yeah, it'd be cool to get a bracelet, but the truth is, is I would be happier because it's just a bloated whatever, whatever. Buying. Exactly. Like, That's uh, why. <laughs> like, don't make it a ring like the circuit, but like, I, I'll take a belt, sunglasses, some shit. Yeah, it's like having a watch, maybe. It's yeah, like a watch. It's like the watch asterisk. Cool. It's yeah. still cool. You won. There's just right. an asterisk. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Right. Should I mean, be. But if, I, yeah, not, if, if you win a tournament for like hundred k, there's not. Like, like if Phil Helmuth hmm. wins, the, goes to Pennsylvania and wins the seven seven seven, no women hold it, and lucky lucky sevens, he's counting that as a bracelet. Of course. Because, because it's Phil Helmuth. Yeah. No, but what because they're calling these bracelet events. Yeah, and we are in agreement that they shouldn't be. <laughs> but we don't get to choose that, right? Not yet. Gigi <laughs> announced a, a $50 WSOP bracelet event. I a saw $50? That. $50. Yeah. <laughs> Stop it. They just, they came, their schedule came out today, the, bracelet, the international bracelets. Oh, so GG also holds their own. Because WSOP yep. sold WSOP. them their international rights. Yep. So, wait, 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 wait. So there's live in Vegas this fall. New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, and GG. Yeah. So there's four main events. <laughs> yeah, I well, saw it's like, wait, no, and then Kings in, in Czech Republic. Yes. Well, no, no. Um, that's Europe. Though. Technically, well, the, the online events four and a half. In, in New Jersey and Nevada aren't like the, the final event, even if they call it like the championship event. It's not a main event. It is. Though. It's not the main event. It's like not- they ran the 10K main event in New Jersey, Nevada in December. They ran a then separate 10K 
or maybe it was a 5k with a huge guarantee on for global on gg that was supposed to be the main event a few months before then it, it just they're they're all over the place there's four main events this year there's four something wrong with that <laughs> uh, there, there's one, the november 6th one strikes me as the one still and that the it is yeah. it is yeah. yeah i'm looking yeah. at that friday plus the money i mean you're gonna win so much more in that one then right i oh, mean gg like, will be a lot actually. what do y'all think of big. the turnout what's the real main gonna be like is do people think it's gonna be bigger smaller i think people think it's gonna be big i think it'll be ginormous yeah is the, ca- is the capacity bigger well or is it gonna be like Phil Ivy playing in the it's four day one? It's four day ones instead of three. Do you remember when he punted because they had him in like the bowling alley? It's <laughs> just like I have no time for this. Uh, I mean, I think it's gonna be huge, but it, there's still like what four months, three months between now and then. And uh, you're thinking worst case scenario. Yeah, I'm right thinking now. worst case scenario of, of Del- you know, the Delta variant. Yeah. No. I, I hope. No, I sure hope not. No, but like, let's not say that. Can't rule it out. No, I hate that. I don't like that you just put that into the universe. That's such bad. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't want it. I want to be out there. But yeah. Christian, what about, are you going to do the whole schedule? Pretty much. I think I have a house. I'm going, and I'm. It's for the whole time, but I think I'm skipping the first week. But yeah, basically, I mean, I, I won't play every tournament. I'll be playing cash or just okay. you know playing a line or taking a break. But I'll be out there for most of the time. Yeah, I'm excited. Damn, you miss it. Yeah playing live i mean i just was in vegas for two weeks and playing and it was like a little mini world series out there because they had all these huge tournaments in in the win in venetian and they were just crazy fields cop was it pretty pretty soft still or yeah yeah okay. it was, i think it was they were pretty good for the most part i mean the win 10k was in venetian 5k were kind of met you know but the all the other tournaments were just amazing and usually Vegas has actually tougher fields because there's more like professionals that live there. Mm-hmm. But still, it was like they were great. It looked like they were tough by just looking at who was going deep in all these tournaments. It looked like it was all pros that were just. He, uh, yes and no. I think. Well, uh, the win 10K final table. Oh, I mean, there was anything some... you'd like to say about that, Jake? Oh, no, I'm thinking of the WPT one. Sorry. Fuck, I fucked that up. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like, what? I was like wait, what, uh, what do I? Damn <laughs> it. I was like, what did I do? Um, there were some there were some unknowns there, right? Yeah, I mean, um, even even um, the guy who won doesn't he's a he's a pro, right, Andrew Moreno? But yeah, he, yeah. but he doesn't have like a ton of. I wouldn't call him a tournament killer before this. No, no not and, that he's not good, but like that was definitely his coming out party. And how cool is this? There's three women at the WPT Venetian Final Table. That's yeah. what Jake was so mad that's, about. That's what that's what that's what Jake that's what Erica's trying to get me on. Yeah. I, for, I thought it was the W or the other one. Yeah. yeah. No, no. Jake, Jake sent me a very angry text. <laughs> like, very upset. That was very, very cool. And we were talk, we did talk about that on last week's episode where it's just like more women in poker is better because like just it's such a male dominated field. And just they say like less than 5% is women. So for three to make the final table, it's like, I mean, it, it's. I think it's. It should have been bigger news. I think it should have been like all of like mainstream media. You know, it should be bigger news that isn't, and people should be called out for. Uh, I mean, Grant. I don't know if they run them anymore, but the poor guy they used to run uh, like ladies only tournaments, but guys were still technically allowed to play, and yeah. some still did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> remember the Wait, one guy won. One. Yeah, one guy won. <laughs> well, I he kind of had a I funny excuse. <laughs> What's going on? Here? He had an excuse. He was like. I was in AC for, you know, a weekend and it was the only thing to play. So I had no other choice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, did, you did, guy. 
<laughs> yeah, you, you couldn't have played. That was choice. your choice. I mean, Sean D played the women's. That's tournament. what it was. That's what it was. <laughs> he, yeah. he, he dressed up. He dressed up in drag and played the women's <laughs> tournament. I, I, that that was a thing. That, <laughs> do, y'all, do y'all have any good Lane Flag stories? I was gonna say we should end on a sad note. Well, I mean, I just it, it's Jesus. I mean, I mean, we don't have this turned out to be the last thing we say, but I just feel like back to back Flack, old school legend. Sad to see him go. He's fifty two. Yeah, really sad. I. I I never met him or got to play with him, but seeing a bunch of uh, memories that people had of, of him and, you know, some of his close friends was it's sad, really sad. Yeah. I, I mean, I played with him a few times and a lot of the things that I saw on Twitter were, were my experience, just how like freaking witty he would have been an amazing like guest. He's, he's so witty and always was so funny and fun to play with. Uh, and like, just like looking back, it's like when I first got into poker, like a lot of us in the moneymaker boom, like lane was one of the stars. And I was actually mm-hmm. looking last night. Like if you, if you like looked from 1998 to 2005, he probably was better than Phil. Hump. He was probably the best tournament player in the world. Back, back I didn't five, even realize, right? I didn't even realize it. I mean, I knew he won back to back bracelets, but his record for that span was outrageous. And yeah, it's just sad to see someone, you know, we lost Gavin Smith a couple, you know, two years ago or last year and keep losing these. Yeah. A lot know. of people on yeah. Twitter are saying that like Eric Lingren, just said Lane didn't just win WSOP events. He took pride in having the winner photo taken before the sun went down. And it's like stuff like that. People were thinking he was like yeah. really funny, but really intense, but like commanded the room. One guy did a whole thread about just like how like Lane just had command of a table unlike anybody he's ever seen before. And a lot of stuff like that. Just uh, I guess Phil and him were really close. Helmet and him were really yeah. close. Um, Mike Mattisal is doing, you know, a podcast maybe tonight. Uh, going over like his life, bringing on like um all the friends, like all the old school guys to to talk about him. Uh, it sucks. Yeah, it really, really sucks. He was just like a larger than life character who, and he kind of helped. Like he was one of those guys that just kind of paved the way for for the poker boom and helped to make it so popular. Yeah, I'm trying. I was trying to think of the other like old school TV guys like from those original years, like him, Scotty Wynn. Yeah, Scotty, Scotty, nah, you think of Scotty '98, you know, World Series. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who else is there? I mean, Chris Ferguson, but he's boring as fuck. <laughs> yeah, and also stole all. Your yeah, money. we're, we're yeah. canceling him right. for the podcast. <laughs> is that your that boy? Too. Is that your boy, Chris Ferguson? <laughs> I no, I'm just thinking of that era. Like, yeah, he, I mean, like he wasn't Clint really. Throw, I remember like the old poker superstars. They had those sit and goes. And I was just like obsessed with those in like yeah, 03 and 04. Mm-hmm. Throw Howard but, Letter in there too. Yeah. yeah. Letter. Letter. Chip Reese. Yeah. Chip um, Reese was in there. R.I.P. Chip. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Greenstein. Yeah. Know. Greenstein was definitely one. And then like, I, oh, you know who my favorite is? We didn't say him. Gus Hansen. Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's going to be a beautiful song. In, ter- <laughs> in terms of personality. Yeah. He was. I mean, Gus he's still. Just, yeah. He's, Gus is he's still chest. blasting. Amazing. Where does he get all that money from? I heard it's from hustling backgammon. I heard he's one of the best, like biggest. He just plays like Russian billion. Uh, this is speculation, but he plays like Russian billionaires in backgammon. So, and so he won a lot of money playing poker, lost it all in sports betting, won it all back, and then on backgammon. Yeah. Just enjoys. Yeah, well, I mean, he was down. How much was he down on full tilt? He lost like a lot playing PLO on full tilt. Wasn't he so. down like twelve mil for a year? I think it was like thirty mil. Thirty, like in total, I, something like that. It was a big number. Well, that's how you find your way in bed with Russian billionaires. Yeah, right. I mean, who be skilled in backgammon? If you're a billionaire, who would want to hang out and gamble with Gus Hansen? Sounds like someone I'd want to do. If yeah, I was a bill, Russian billionaire. Oh yeah, hell yeah. Although backgammon feels a little. I mean, it's fun to like. Yeah. I like playing on my phone, but like as far as a intense like gambling game, 
I don't know. Uh, they're probably drinking and smoking. And yeah. Playing. Do you play heads up backgammon or? I have no idea. I don't even know how to play. Yeah. Jake. Yeah. It's one on one. It's, it's all yeah. heads up. Yeah. I don't know if it's, I mean that's the only way I've seen it played. Is one, I, I have one, no idea one, what that. My, my mother in law taught me, and now I like kick her ass. <laughs> backgammon. Up and down. Yeah. You're taking taking millions oh, yeah. off of her. <laughs> Eventually. She's babysitting for free at this point. Thank God. <laughs> all right. Should we wrap this bad boy up? I think we're about to get kicked out by troops. All right. So this has been episode 92. That's Adam, Ben Mintz, Jake Tool, Christian Harder. Thank you for coming in. Thanks for having me. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Buy some T-shirts. Go to the store. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, all that fun stuff. And we will see you back next week. <laughs>